Hi, everybody. Today on the podcast, I have a treat for you. Janine Driver is here. So she is a body language expert. So go over to my YouTube channel if you really want to get the most out of this episode. Of course, you can listen to it and you'll still get a lot, but she talks about body language. And so there's video, video up at YouTube. And if it's not up right now, it will be shortly. So she is a New York Times bestselling author, award-winning keynote speaker, and she spent over 16 years as a federal law enforcement officer within the Department of Justice. Now Janine shares her people reading skills in a fun and engaging, and this is very true, fun and engaging and memorable way with corporate titans from Salesforce to P&G to Lockheed Martin to Coca-Cola and more. And she took time to share it with us. And in the first five minutes, you're going to learn something that you may not have already known. So buckle up. We had a lot of fun and I learned a lot. So please enjoy this episode with Janine Driver. Hi, and welcome to the same 24 hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I am super excited about our guest today. Janine Driver is here. Hello, friend. How are you? How are you? So I'll tell the audience, I found out about Janine just a couple weeks ago and what she does is awesome and you're going to love to hear about it. But what I really love her for (laughs) is on this web conference, she said, do you know if your microwave is beeping, you can turn that off. You don't have to endure it. And I was like, what? And so I told her, I said, she saved our house because all day long in quarantine, it was beep, beep, beep. And then the reminder beep. And it's gone. So thank you for that. <laughs> the reason I told you about that was I say you can't unlearn that. And what I'm going to teach, you can't unlearn either. Right, right. And so Janine is a body language expert. So what that means is she can look at what you're doing with your body and know what you're thinking. So basically, but there's more to it than that. But 17 years with the ATF as an investigator, um, New York Times bestselling books. And we're going to dig into it because it's fascinating. So let's start with your story. How does one become an investigator with the ATF? And then how does one become a body language expert? I think it depends on my audience on how I answer this question, because a bunch of things happen to make it the perfect storm. So sometimes I'll tell people, and it's all true, just, you know, there's only so much time in a day or a podcast. Uh, The bottom line is, uh, my mother and I were fighting like crazy. And uh, from 14 to 22, I just, my mother and I were like oil and water. And I went to my guidance counselor in college, uh, in high school, and said, what is the furthest state college? Massachusetts?" <laughs> from this woman. And he said, it's in the Mer- Berkshires, in the mountains, two and a half, three hours away. There's a hairpin turn. It's down in a valley. I go, count me in. I want to apply for that school. Wait, did you and say so- you were in Waltham? Yes. So we're in Sudbury. 
Oh, you are. You're in Sudbury. We just moved here. I'm from the South. We've just been in Massachusetts for a year. So, Mafia Mass. Yeah, I'm a Boston based girl. I won the Berkshires, North Adams State College. And to make a long story short, I. I'm a Gemini. My birthday was yesterday. I just turned 50. I don't know if you can see my uh, my big 5-0 balloons right here. Hold on. I'm going to bring you to them. Oh, those, those are nice. That's 5 right there. I'm out of my porch. It's pouring outside. And I went to the school. I was the English major. I had a couple teachers that rocked my world. You said one of my books became a New York Times bestseller. One did not, one did. The one that did was edited every word by one of my old professors from college, Harris Elder. Every word. He, he Every week I would write, write a section and I'd send it to him and it'd come back with all these red marks all over it and cross outs. And it was like going back to college. And <laughs> uh, to make a long story short, I was in school. I was, I'm a Gemini. Gemini's like multiple things. And I was a DJ and I worked at the Creative Development Center and uh, high energy, silly. Fun uh, and uh, I'm motivated by fun. Everything I do is fun. If you weren't fun, like you were swearing a little bit as we began about the mowing, I'm like my people, Meredith. <laughs> I say I'm a swearing Christian. So <laughs> right, uh, me too. <laughs> so so what happened was uh, I was in the Creative Development Center. Never heard of ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Never heard of them. They're the original Elliot Ness. So Elliot Ness back in the day was like looking at taxation and, and you know, you couldn't have um, alcohol and and all that stuff. Elliot Ness was the beginning of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, closest ATF. Never heard of them. And, but I, I, I'm a hard worker. And so I work extra at night and there was a guy, Ron, who didn't like our boss, Susan. And back in the day, this was in the nineties, right? 91, 92. Um, he went, he wanted to apply for another job. So he would rip out these advertisements from a newspaper. This is five oh we ever made. Right. And he would hand them to me and then I would type up a cover letter and physically mail in all these applications for him to get a job. Just because I liked Ron and our <laughs> boss was on the itchy side. So I was like but I liked her too, because I learned a lot. I like the cheap people. I, I'm kind of right. like just a splash, you know? Like if you're just We're gonna super- be lifelong friends. I don't know why I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people were super sweet. I'm like, oh, God bless them. But I feel like I like a little, I like a little, I don't know, a little pepperoni there, a little spice. So I like this Ron, nice guy. Our boss was a little spicy. And guess what happened? The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the supervisor in Connecticut, this guy, Sam Flaherty, was this guy, Ron, who I was helping at night after hours till 10 o'clock at night, typing on cover letters for him. They were college roommates. So you never know. Kindness will, will always help. It, you don't know when it'll come back to you. It'll come back to you. And so I just did it. It's fun. I had time. And guess what? Fran Flaherty of ATF calls his room, former roommate, Ron. He got any new people. I'm only hiring a woman. The last five people we hired were men. And the only woman in the office, Regina Domingo, said, if we hire one more man, she's going to file a complaint. So I want to come in. Oh, where'd your video sorry. go? Oh, you're back. <laughs> I want to come in and hire a woman. Ron goes, I got the perfect person. And so that's it. So that's one version of the story. There's other things like I had some kid, a guy tried to kidnap me. I was molested at six. And like that kind of changed the direction of I want to keep myself and my family, my friends and my finances safe. So kind of perfect storm of helping a guy who ended up knowing a guy that got me a job interview 
and it matched with my belief power, my beliefs, which was to you know make smart decisions. Yeah. Okay. So what did you do at the ATF that led you to becoming a body language expert? Like there had to be a moment where you were like, there's something this to this. Cool. <laughs> this stuff's cool. Yeah. The, in our, so when you go on to ATF or any law enforcement agency, you have weeks on end on training weeks. And so for us, we had a five week course and a four week course. And in both of these nine weeks, they were JJ Newberry moments. And it would just say something like, uh, rapport is people who like themselves. People like people who are like themselves. Rapport. Um, contempt. Moral superiority. The only uni universal expression that shows up on one side of her face. You know, and it would be like J.J. Newberry moments. And I'm like, he's a retired special agent with ATF. I never met him. So I'm like, hmm, it looks like I'm Googling this guy, J.J. Newberry. Fine, J.J. Newberry had a radio show um, that he was interviewed on for about an hour and a half. And I listened to it, Meredith, like 12 times, took notes on what he said, and I could memorize, almost memorize what he said. Then I tracked down J.J. Newberry over in California and tracked him down. I said, I want to be the next J.J. Newberry. What you know and the fact that in these manuals, they're quoting you, you're the guy I want to know. He's what's called the truth wizard. He was uh, tested by a therapist, by a psychologist who since passed away. And if you can detect deception at 85% accuracy or more, you are what she called in this, this experiment, truth wizard. So who doesn't want to be trained by a truth wizard? Uh, right. right. By truth. Well, so I don't know. I mean, it depends on where you are morally. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't want the truth wizard. <laughs> I say my husband and I, we don't get invited to shit because no one wants to be at your house because all human beings lie. It, all of us. And I got to tell you, I'm not good at it. So when I lie, I used to be one of these people that would exaggerate all the time. Like, oh, do you mean I like your little shawl thing? It's, you know, where'd you get it? And I might say, oh, I got it at Macy's. It was $100. And I got called out. This was about 15 years ago. And someone goes, why do you do that? I, I don't know. I've always done it my whole life. Like exaggerate either up or down. Your integrity, the truth. And I would, I, I it just, so I still will say, if you said to me, Janine, I love your little shawl with all the little thingies hanging off, all the little boss. If I said to you, oh, thank you, it costs a hundred bucks. If it came out like that, I then say this, thank you, Meredith, it costs a hundred dollars. And by a hundred dollars, I mean $7.99 at a cute little store. <laughs> so that's funny because I do the same thing, but I downplay it. So I will have paid a hundred dollars for it and I'll be like, Oh, thank you. I got it at Old Navy. It was seven dollars because I'm ashamed that I would pay a hundred dollars for something. You know, so I'm the, I downplay everything. That's funny, but I also exaggerate too. That's my lie of choice because I like to tell stories. Yeah. Well, I'll say it is 110 degrees here, and as soon as the exaggeration comes out, and I'll say, and by 110 degrees, I mean about 82 degrees with humidity. <laughs> right. Times funnier. I get to live in truth. It, it's so it's so great for me. I, and, uh, I, I try my best to be as truthful as I possibly can. Yeah. All right. So you hunted down JJ Newberry. You said, you're going to be my friend, whether you like it or not. And he said, you he scare me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. And he doesn't call me for two weeks. And I, randomly my phone rings. He goes, Janine, JJ Newberry, I'm coming to town tomorrow. I live in the Washington DC area now. I'm, he's, he was coming to DC. I'm, uh, I'm coming to DC tomorrow. I'm teaching the state department, a big class on detecting deception and cognitive interviewing and like witness recall stuff to help witnesses unlock 
things that they've forgotten. And I want you to come watch my course. And I'm like, uh, JJ Newberry? Uh, he goes, yeah, sorry, it took me a while to call you. I had to call other people in ATF to make sure, like, who are you? Are you legit? You know, <laughs> value systems. So uh, he's a mentor. Now he has dementia. And it's devastating when I call him in, in California. And we have great conversations. And then his girlfriend comes on. I go, that was amazing. He must be doing so well. And, and the girlfriend goes, he won't remember you called two minutes from now. Oh. <laughs> it's just so that he That's taught heartbreaking. me. He's one of these guys, JJ Newberry is one of these men, one of these humans that uh, will mentor you and then say, make it your own. Take what I give you and then add to it and make it your own. And then his only, the only thing he asked of me, only thing, one, was give it to other people once I master it. And, and I'm constantly trying to master it and, and give it to other people. So I do a train the trainer course and people will say to me, why do you do a train the trainer? You're creating your competition. And I said, I'm not creating my competition. I want everyone to know, imagine what the world would be like if we were all authentic, real, if we were all honest, if we all called ourselves out on our biases, like we would just be a, just a, such a better place. So I, I constantly, and my mother who passed away breast cancer a couple of years ago said, your power is what you give to others. Mm. My said, if I say to you, Meredith, here, you can have this, here, you can have this, Mike, here, you can have this, Michelle, here, that I'll be left with nothing. But if I just say to people here, take what you need people will show up and let me keep way more than I might think. So your power is what you give to others. So I constantly give. That's such a novel concept. I mean, it really is because there, especially with what we're talking about right now, just in with the current events and this whole idea of like, Oh, I have this pie and you can have a piece of it. But like the whole idea that we all get a pie take whatever you want, you know, whatever you want, whatever you need. And, and then the concept of like, steal like an artist. I love that book, um, which talks about borrow things from your mentors, from the people that inspire you and then make it your own. And that's what art is. That's how we move forward. And so that's, that's really cool. It's really cool. Yes. Yeah. All I right. I did an interview with a guy last week, Meredith called Dr. David Matsumoto and he went to the Athens Olympics and I talk about all this like racial divide. I, I, I essentially had a nervous breakdown on a Facebook live about, about the hate, you know? Yeah. And, um, and even my own unconscious biases that, I, that we don't know. That's why the word unconscious is connected to it. And uh, I'm a, I've dated every human being on, many human beings on earth. You know, I've had a lot of black boyfriends. I've had an Asian boyfriend. I've had a, a got several Hispanic boyfriends. I've had tall boyfriends. I've had short boyfriends. I've had skinny boyfriends. I've had fat boyfriends. You know, I, I like human beings. I'm attracted to humans and I'd have more boyfriends if I wasn't married. The last seven <laughs> Cause I like people who are different than me. I find people, ex you know, who are raised the same way as me, believe the same thing. I believe it's like, I live in this. So, um, I, I had this nervous like breakdown on, on Facebook Live about I don't know where to go with this hate. I just know I can't not speak up right. and we need to do better. I need to do better. And and so I did this interview with Dr. David Matsumoto. He went to the Athens, Athens Olympics years ago and he proved that sighted athletes like you and I were born to see and blind athletes, congenital, born blind, we make the same body language when we win and when we lose. Very similar. Like we get big when we win, we get small when we lose. And the same expressions. 
that when we win and we lose, both blind and sighted athletes, uh, even blind people will, if they hear something like disgusting, right? And you're describing, you know, this woman with a migraine and, and she went to the doctor and they found out a cockroach had climbed up her nose and was living on her She'll brain. Make that face. Even the blind person doesn't see the cockroach, just hearing it still makes the face of disgust. And I specifically, and I know you probably have questions for me. I want to just start with, I said to him, where do we meet people right now where we have conversations with men and women of color, you know, our brown and, and, and black friends, you know, how, where do we meet to have the conversation? Because as a white woman, I hear constantly, I'm afraid to speak up. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. So I was asking Dr. David Matsumoto, like, where could we meet? And we have these seven universal emotions, happiness, sadness, fear, surprise, anger, contempt, and disgust. All human beings have them and they show up our face the same way. And if I could realize these seven, even a handful of them, if I knew how to spot them on the face, then I'm, I'm tell, I can tell, A, I offended you. Or B, um, something bad happens to, to someone and I notice there's a smile on your face. I want to just have a conversation. And what Dr. David Matsumoto said is when you see the emotion, I love this uh, metaphor, is you imagine a door has appeared. Now it's up to you to open the door and see. We don't, we don't know what caused the emotion. So now have the conversation. If I'm talking to you and I saw disgust, which is your nose wrinkling, your upper lip can come up subtly like this. I feel like I, I should know. put us on the dual thing during this conversation. <laughs> Sorry, on the recording so people can see you doing my face. <laughs> so if you did disgust, yeah, like that, that little wrinkle yeah. note. I now know there's something you're disgusted with. And so in my head, I think, okay, she just heard the story about the, the cockroach that climbed up the woman's nose and is living on her brain that they have to surgically remove. So whatever I just said is creating a visceral response for you and now it's up to me to do due diligence. This is the doorway has appeared. I don't know what you're disgusted about. Are you disgusted that I'm wearing a hat? Are you disgusted that I, I said a word wrong? Are you disgusted that I'm talking nonstop? Like, I, I don't know what it is. I would just simply say, you know, maybe I'm wrong here, Meredith. It seems to me there's something you'd like to tell me. And the reason, instead of me just saying it seems like um, there's something you don't want to say, you don't want to say that. Because if I say there seems like there's something you don't want to say, that's what's called an embedded command. And the embedded command is you don't want to say it. If this goes to your subconscious level, it is twice as powerful as me just telling you, don't tell me. Ah. So there, it seems like to me there's something you don't want to say. I don't want to say that. Or is it the same? Um, like, it seems like there's something you're not saying. Same deal. Yeah. Do not say that. Yeah. Or, or stay away from that. Because instead what you should be saying, it seems to me there's something you want to tell me. It mm. seems like you'd like to say to me and I'm open to receiving it that sounds like a good parenting tactic <laughs> it seems like there's some truth you want to tell me about that yeah. thing you yeah. just said yeah in law enforcement they'll do that all the time like it, it, it appears to me there's something you'd like to tell me hmm. and not yes I'm nodding my head yes because now we begin to mirror each other and so if we can just spot the micro expressions like disgust or contempt contempt is more superiority or someone kind of smiling, a little bit of a smile when they shouldn't have a smile. An inappropriate line was said, a, a derogatory hate word. Mm -hmm. We see kind of smirk. But people smirk not only for happiness, they smirk for evil. We call it duping delight. So if I fire you and when I fire you, I smile. Am I happy? That's that like, you're gotcha. Or, but this is what many people think. What we don't realize when people also smile when they're embarrassed.
Mm-hmm. So if you're telling some, you're an inappropriate word to describe uh, some type of group of people, and it was a hate word, and you said it and your friend kind of smiles, it doesn't mean she's happy. It doesn't mean she's evil. She could be embarrassed that you're talking that way. Yeah. So when my I son see- does that, like he's, he's uh when he's in trouble or he, he laughs and he smiles and we're yeah. like, what are you smiling at? So that's okay. interesting. That's embarrassing. So anyway, mm-hmm. I want to start with that, that the beauty of body language is some of it is an art and some of it is a science. And if we can get into the science and read someone's face, I was just interviewed by Cosmo. I mean, um, by the Today Show. There's an article if people want to Google it on Today Show's website on us wearing a mask today. How is that influencing our ability to communicate? Right. And I said, listen, if you had to have a mask over someone's mouth or someone's eyes and forehead, I'd much rather the mask be over someone's mouth because the only thing we're seeing in the mouth without forehead activity is contempt the smirk but all the other uh, uh, happiness is seen in the eyes um surprise is seen in the eyes fear is seen in the eyes the whites of the eyes can um disgust is our nose wrinkling so you see the bridge right here um so you know we see so much on the you can tell if someone's smiling behind the mask yeah you can you know they're like because well, oh, my I'm-. eyes disappear <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have eyes i have noise <laughs> when i smile Okay. So I have a question for you and, um, I have a lot of questions for you, but okay. So years ago when I first started doing zooms and podcasts and all that, I watched a video of myself and I had resting bitch face. So like literally every time I'm on camera, like right now I am forcibly trying to turn my mouth up and it's not a smirk. It's not, it is because this is my normal face. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. So if I don't act like no one wants to be on the receiving end of that on a podcast. So I find that I do, I think I do the smirk, but it's, it's me trying, but it's not superiority. It's like, don't have bitch face. Don't cause this is my face. So, okay. (laughs) So there's no such thing as a blank face. Okay. So this RBF resting bitch face RBF, they're really, it doesn't really exist. So, Uh There's always an emotion hanging out there in your face. Always. Okay. So, um, but it's only a 3% emotion. So 97% nothing, 3% of a little bit of happiness, a little bit of sadness, a little bit. And, but if your, your, your RBF face, you, I've seen you leak contempt a couple of times since we've chatted, like, like the, the, the thing right here. You're a badass, dude. So you're powerful. So just let so, you know, contempt is not just, it's more superiority, but it's, I've got my shit together. I'm confident. Like, and so your go-to, even though you're just trying not to have RBF, right. is that little, this right. a little bit? Well, so it backfires as us as women, even though we're I confident. I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> well, it does backfire, but people will, it'll send the message. I'm not a woman to be messed with. Mm-hmm. So it's not the first thing that can happen. When men have this, like Harry Connick Jr. has this, okay? So he had a segment and had me on. He goes, I suffer like many Americans of RBF, right? This resting the face. And he had different celebrities that said they have this RBF. And I said, well, listen, research shows that women are attracted to men with that slight little teeny contempt face, right? So we, we look at it as like confidence and bravado and a little bit of like mystery in there. 
for women, it can be the opposite. Like, oh, I don't want to cross her. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Like, (laughs) would you rather be seen as someone who's sad or someone that is so confident that I'm not here to be messed with? You smile, you're engaging. So it's not like for two hours, you don't have any movement as you're talking live. So uh, my, um, my, by the way, when Harry Connick Jr. touched my leg right here, my left leg, the next question he asked me, whatever it was, I said the same exact answer. And I've never been starstruck before, except for him. He's so charming and handsome. And he touched my leg like this, a year before, you know, Y2K. Probably wouldn't have touched it. Uh, not Y2K, Y2K. Um, me too. Uh, hashtag me too. That's funny, Y2K. Yeah. Uh, me too, hashtag me too. But he touched my leg and I'm like, Harry Connick Jr. is talking to me, touching my leg. Well, like three minutes. <laughs> No one is like asking me to leave the premises. Like it was so surreal for me. So the next time he asked me a question, I repeated the same exact answer <laughs> someplace else. And the reason right. I tell that is sometimes when you're talking to people, their face is throwing a party, but it has nothing to do with what you're talking to them about. Because they, just like I was with Harry Connick Jr., they went somewhere else. They disappeared. So there's always the conversation you're a privy to, you're a part of. Yeah. And I want everyone. Now, there's a secondary conversation, internal dialogue that my face is reacting to this other conversation that you don't get to be a part of. And so what happens is we often misread people. I'll give you a quick example is um, when people go like this. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not steal the money or <laughs> yeah, together with you. This is not a good tell to detect deception. And I'll tell you why, Meredith, is um, if you're at a baseball game or football game or basketball game. And that your team wins or scores, you could be like, unbelievable. Tom Brady. Mm. Awesome. He's awesome. So I'm saying he's awesome. I'm saying unbelievable. But my head is saying no. Why? Because my internal dialogue is then saying, you're hearing me say, he's amazing. It's unbelievable. But my internal dialogue is saying, I can't believe he did it, man. I can't believe it. I would never be able to do something like that. I could never do something like that. You know, understand there's a secondary dialogue always happening. And so when you see something on someone's face, say, okay, I wonder if this is something that we're talking about or something that they're thinking about or talking to themselves about. So you just simply say, you know, it seems to me, seems to me there's something you like to say, or it seems to me you have some thoughts you might want to share, or it seems to me you're thinking about something and uh, I'm open to hearing what it is. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, I got distracted. Yeah, that's such a good point. And like, we know that, but we don't think about it when we're in the middle of it because you're, I get it with my husband all the time because I'm talking to him and he's clearly not in the conversation, you know, or, but realizing that he's just got pulled out of work, you know, which is the dining room. Um, and to just say, I can see that, I mean, what would I say? Obviously he doesn't want to talk to me in this moment, but he's trying to be polite. This is some advanced content, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> handle it okay we think that there's extroverts and introverts this is my i've done a couple ted talks this is going to be my next ted talk okay so you're going to get a sneak peek we think that there's extroverts and introverts and there are however there's two other categories of how people interact there's actually four interaction styles extroverts and introverts this other thing called versatiles or sometimes called an ambervert which means you can be both an extrovert and an introvert and this other category i'm not going to share with you today but this amber, this ambivert or versatile here, which I am, they have, and, and 80% of us approximately have this versatility in us with this interaction style, okay? Almost 80% of us. And what it is, is we have that extrovert and introvert. 
I am this. And so what happens is um, I could be sharing, which is extroversion, but because I also have a strong need for introversion, I can disappear. So just like your husband can tell, like, or you can tell when he disappears, my sons can tell, right? They're like, forget it. I'm like, what? I'm listening. And, and my kids are like, no, you stopped listening about 30 seconds ago. Yes. And it's what happens is the switch is subconscious. So instead of us getting mad about people in those moments, uh, like my kids sometimes do, I'm trying to educate them. I'm like, someday you might have employees like me. So we need to get to know me because <laughs> I have two introverts and one extroverted kid. So I'll boys. So I'm trying to teach my oldest who's 14 this and it's nothing personal. So we don't have to take this personal people disappear. So my extroversion, and this also shows up like this. Um, I think I told you something, Meredith. I sent you my headshot. You go, I didn't, I couldn't put your headshot on. I never got the headshot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I sent it. And you're like, you did? I didn't see it. And you take out your phone. And and I go to look at my search message. Oh, hold on. My phone is trying to update. What is going on today? <laughs> it's downpouring here. Someone's mowing on outside your place. It's perfect. The wife is bummed. People are bummed vaping in. It's perfect. So, so it is. It's fine. I, whoever's watching, they'll be like, uh, this girl is living my life. <laughs> right. It's real up in here. So I think of something, I think I have done something and I go to search it and I didn't send it, but I could swear my life I did. Because if you have a strong need for extroversion, introversion, you imagine actually doing it. And so we believe that it happened. These are people who said, um, uh, did you get me an unsweet iced tea when you rolled by McDonald's? You're like, no, I didn't know you wanted iced tea. It's like, yeah, when you left, I said, hey, grab me an unsweet iced tea. And you're surrounded by six other people like, Janine, you never said anything. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Or I had a woman, when I taught this on a keynote, she came up, she goes, you just saved my marriage. She was like 70. She goes, you just saved my marriage. I go, I saved your marriage. She goes, yeah, I got a haircut yesterday. And I woke up this morning. I was mad. My husband never noticed. And I said to him this morning at breakfast, you didn't, um, you know what? You didn't even notice I got a haircut. And he goes, what are you talking about? I did too. When you came in, I said, I love your hair. It looks gorgeous. I love it. She goes, no, you didn't. And she goes, I think he's versatile. And he thinks that he did it because he was so adamant that he had said it. And I said, oh, sweetie, he could be versatile, but you could be versatile. <laughs> said it, but you were in a private mode and didn't hear the person saying it. They really said it, but you were in privacy. Yep. So understanding that you can be this versatility is life changing because we don't have to take it personal when all of a sudden someone's talking to you and then they disappear into privacy. Yeah. Uh, there is you just say um, it seems like to me that you disappeared into privacy do you need some private moment do you need a private moment we could chat about this later or can I can I get you to back in this conversation you know it seems like you went a little private there which is fine can I get you back in and in a kind kind way uh, now that the, um, the breeze is like well on my face so this is you know traditional body language is great this gets really deep because this yeah. thing I'm Oh, with you, versatility connects to body language movement. Watch this. Ready? I'm going to demonstrate so you can feel what I'm talking about here. There's three stages of decision making, research, reasoning, and the result. Research is gathering information with depth. You know, what kind of paper is it? What color is it? How thick is it? Where did you get it? How much was it? Right? And breath. Instead of using paper, what could we put the message on? We could write on a rock. We could write with chalk on the, on the, on the fence someone, to someone's happy birthday, right? Uh, some of my kids' school teachers have been decorating our driveway with chalk messages for my kids and drawings of a Batman and a whole bunch of good stuff. 
that's uh, researching with creativity, breath, okay? So research. Reasoning is why do things matter? Weighing pros and cons. Where do I stand on this issue? This is where the why lives. Why should we do it? You know, this right here. Then the result is landing the plane, right? So actually doing it, hiring someone or firing someone. Choosing, hey, let's go to breakfast and then changing your mind and say, you know what, we're not going to breakfast. And then you start clipping something else. The decision is done. You can be extroverted here, introverted here, versatile here. Oh, so if extrovert, <laughs> right? You're brainstorming, you're talking to everybody, call, 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 you're so friendly, right? But way down here in executing in that third stage, you're private, you're an introvert. So every time we buy tickets to go to a hockey game, or we're all going to lunch, you never go with us. But here, when it comes to small talk, how are you? How was the weekend? How's it that? Gathering research and data, they're the friendliest person, but they'll never go to lunch with you. And we think of them as unpredictable, or we think of them, oh my gosh, because my, because my birthday was yesterday, my phone's lighting up with people, because I, <laughs> birthday on the phone, on, on Facebook, I somehow shut it down, I would say. But so I hope you're following me. Are you following me? Yeah. So yeah, so here you're so friendly, talk, talk, talk. And then every time I'm doing something, you never come to my house. You never go to lunch with us. You never go to the hockey game with us. You never go shopping with me. You're, you're always like, nah, I'm good because you have privacy here. All right. So you could be something different in each of these zones, which is life changing for me. So watch this to understand. I'm versatile in all three stages. So what that means is I'm a real peach. If you and I are going to be friends, there's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm not going to hear that you said. A lot of things I <laughs> think I told you, didn't tell you. Um, and just being in a place of understanding that, you know, emotional intelligence and self-awareness. And even if you don't know exactly what you might be, I would the person at home listening, uh, know that this exists. And it's highly likely because 80% of us have versatility somewhere in here. It's highly likely you have it. And so say we go grocery shopping, um, you and I were walking in the grocery store together with our masks on and you turn around and I'm nowhere to be found. Five minutes later, I come back with a rotisserie organic chicken and you're like, where'd you go? And I go, oh, the rotisserie, the organic ones, they disappear quick. So I went and grabbed the only two they had or one. And you go, oh, that's fine. Next time, tell me. And I go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Next time I'll let you know. Do you just disappeared, Janine. Just tell me. I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go grocery shopping again. What happens? The same shit happens that happened last week. And now what happens? You and I are in therapy as a couple with some therapist saying that I'm disrespectful and I don't listen mm. to Meredith. Has Meredith not talked to you, Janine, about this several times? Yes. Have you not agreed to tell Meredith before you just disappear when you're shopping or when you're doing this? And yes, I did. Well, what seems to be going on? Let's go back into your child. I'm not knocking therapy. I love therapy. I'm looking for a therapist right now. <laughs> I'm just, and therapists don't even understand. They don't know about this. That there's seven, there's um, four different categories on how we interact. So it's my, that's why I'm going to do a TED talk on this. So all of a sudden it's going to blow the lid. 99% accuracy, by the way, and it's all connected to movement. So imagine now, instead of us going to therapy about it, it's like, okay, let's create a strategy around our versatility because it's always subconscious. That's right. what it's always, you're not going to change. You're never going to say, hey, I'm going to get the chicken. You're None just going to go get the chicken. Well, I might tell you the first time, but I'm going to, listen, I, I am a, I'm a, a natural cat, right? So I say, I've been coloring my hair since I was, I'm now 50. What happens every six weeks? I've got to color my hair again. You think my hair would catch on 
Get with the program. I've been coloring you blonde. <laughs> Start coming in blonde. Like, get with the program. It goes back to our organic roots. So we can change when it comes to this interaction style just a smidge, but you're going to go back to your organic roots. So the better fix is to just simply say, and if you're listening right now and you think you might be versatile in something, go tell your loved ones. So you know how I disappear sometimes on you and you call me out or I think I told you something and I thought I did something and I didn't. It's not that I have ADD. I mean, maybe you do. However, I think I'm this versatility. You know, I think I'm both extra and introverted and the switch from sharing goes into privacy subconsciously. And if, if you notice that with me, I invite you to call me out. And say, hey, can I bring you out of your privacy? You know, it, we, we, I think it would, it would save a lot of friendships, a lot of marriages, a lot of people yeah. to get jobs if we just understood. When people are telling you, I really thought I sent it out. The, the client never received the package. I, I could swear I sent it out. I know I sent it out. I know I did. There's no paper. There's no proof. Nothing. Yeah. Well, this this is probably even more advanced content. But where is this? Is Okay, so is this a trait you inherit is this a trait you develop from a need to be a certain way in childhood so like if you were expected to be a certain way and you had no privacy as a kid do you, no. this so is just who you are okay so it comes with movement okay so i'm going to i'm going to demonstrate one right now that you'll be able to like holy shit i never thought of it like that so there's um 12 moves all human beings make that are not like traditional body language like when we steeple people we intimidate people or when we grab our chin we're about to win or when when you hold your hand this or like this or like this or like this or like this the higher the hold the more anxiety is told so i'm sitting like this 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 the higher the hold the more anxiety so that's like very easy simple body language 101 that i'm teaching i'm glad i'm sitting here with my hands in my lap <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> tell you right now. Do you think this person is more, I'm going to do a body language moves. Okay. So there's 12 movements. I'm not going to show you the 12. And for anyone who's listening on um, a podcast, this is up on YouTube. So might want to check okay. the YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to show you there's 12 moves. I'm going to do two of the moves together right now. Okay. And I want you to tell me what do you physically want to do with your body when I do these two moves? Okay. okay. All so right. just, I'm your friend and I'm talking to you. I'm going to do two moves right now and you're going to respond. Like, how do you think you would naturally respond? Are you ready? Yeah. Meredith, I want to tell you something. <laughs> All right, great. So yeah. the two moves I just did was I did advancing, which was coming forward and I did accelerating. I didn't go like this. Meredith, Meredith, Meredith. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I want to tell you what happened yesterday. So when I advance and I decelerate and go really slow, Matt Damon does this one a lot. He'll lean forward almost like in slow motion. This is like the secret pose. And when I advance and decelerate, what do you want to do? I want to lean in. I want to lean in, right? Yeah. So I come in and I go, guess what happened? Okay. And I'm advancing very slow. But when I advance quickly, I'm like, Mary, right? And people yeah. are like, whoa. This is my friend, Chris Ulrich. Okay? He's a fellow body language expert. And he if you're with Chris, he's like, guess what else happened? I'm like, what? <laughs> Damn it, Chris. These Don't you teach this stuff? <laughs> oh, right. well, you can't unchange it. You can't change it, right? So here's what happens. When it comes to these three stages of decision-making, these moves that I'm showing you, 
There's four in this area that connect with this. That's it. Four moves that connect. Ready? So you saw two. Well, you saw three advancing and you saw me advance and accelerate mm-hmm. and advance and decelerate. And the only other move in this category is leaning back. Right? So advance, retreat, accelerate, decelerate. Okay? When these moves, when I come forward slowly in this whispering pose, it makes you come closer to me. I know. I'm like, what are you going to say now? (laughs) These are the moves connected with extroversion. These Mm. are the words, I mean, moves. Why? Because extroverts want people to come towards them, to be closer to them. So naturally, people are doing it and they don't even realize they're doing it. We call it a behavioral fingerprint. People don't even know they're making these moves. It's not just in that moment. It's like they do it all the time. They'll do it all the time. So watch this. So when I advance and I, re- and I go fast, right? I accelerate. Watch this. Guess what? Like my friend Chris, you want to back up. These are the two moves connected with introversion on that area of decision making. So watch what happens. When Chris and I are teaching a class together, we do a three-day course and a five-day certification course on body language. In detecting deception. So we go to lunch. Chris is walking 10 feet ahead of me. Why? He's advancing and accelerating. So <laughs> while we're walking, he's like always 10 feet ahead, always. And as it, which would be polite if we were in a minefield, like in a, in a right. war movie. <laughs> and, uh, but it's like, we're just walking around like in right. DC. So I'm like, dude, slow it down. He's like, what? It's just who he is. Right. So guess what happens if you're, ever going out to lunch, it's very rare that Chris will want to go with everyone. That's when he wants to take his private time. But these other two zones, gathering research, small talk, right? Research. What's important? Why does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. He'll talk all day long with you. He'll hang out with you all day long. Executing decisions, he's very private. So if I were talking to you, Meredith, and you did this with me, if just simply by talking, and this is why it's advanced material. I didn't plan on going here. It just kind of happened. But in sales, like if I could teach just this in sales, that watch, if you have a client, say, in a sales meeting and the client goes like this, accelerates really fast, that's a really good point. And you see them move forward quickly, it's unlikely that person wants to go to lunch with you. And you're wondering, I don't think I can't win this client over. I bought hockey tickets and football tickets and I did this and this. Uh, and Interesting. Well, you know what? That's not the best way to build rapport with that client because they want to be in private. So instead, you want to get them tickets and give it to their family, them and their family. Don't you try to take them out. Say, hey, I wanted to get you a gift certificate. Call his secretary or her secretary. What's, your, what's his favorite restaurant? You know, you, you can still build rapport in a different way. But if you're trying to get human beings to interact with you, wow. you, can, you can. So I'm sitting next to a stranger. I could be at a restaurant somewhere and I'm sitting next to a stranger and I see them with their family or whatever. And I'm like, mom you know what else happened? And I'm like, I can't not see it. And they're like, forward and they're going fast. And I'm like, eventually I go, I gotta ask you a question. Are you very introverted when it comes to doing stuff with people? Like, would you rather not like hang out with everyone? And, and they're like, yes. How do you know that about me? When you go wow. to the mall, you go with like a bunch of friends or at least one friend, or do you go by yourself? You want to go by yourself, right? And they're like, yes. Do you ever go to movies by yourself? Like without friends, like I love going to movies, but how do you know all this about me? Straight, <laughs> he's dropping in my conversations. 
And it's just simply by that movement. Um, if people do it a lot, leaning forward fast. Now you might just do it once in a while, like guess what? But if you do it all the time, that person in this last stage of doing stuff, executing, they're not going to want to hang out with you. They're going to go to movies by themselves. They're going to eat at restaurants by themselves. They're going to go grocery Yes. A thousand percent. Like I love small talk. I love, yeah, I'm very big, but like, I don't, don't call me on the phone. Like I want to go to the movie by myself. Like when it Uh, comes down to the nitty gritty, I'm like, you don't, we're not going to get that close. (laughs) (laughs) We're friends, but we're not that close. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, right now you did an advance. You didn't accelerate at the same time, but you did do an advance and then you, uh, but you just did a normal speed. You didn't do it slower. Didn't do it fast, but I'll I'll keep an eye on you. And if I see a fast movement on you, I'll I'll show you what it is. That way you can hide. But right there, that was an advance. So if I was profiling you, uh, I would right now put a tick mark for advance and a retreat because you went forward and then you went back. So I would begin to create a profile on how you make decisions and how you interact with people. Just based on movement. It doesn't matter what you say. What was that movement? That's like, <laughs> I do a lot of that. You do? do it I mean, I do a lot of like this and a lot of. I'm going to tell you what that is. Okay. You want to know? I think so it's right being through- expressive and fun. Okay. Um, so first of all, what are you, what's your background? Do you have art based background or like, um, so I was always a writer as a kid and, um, I did photography and then I went and became a lawyer. And so I turned my back on my entire dream and then became a drunk, by the way, 20 years of drunk and I'm four and a half years sober. And now I'm a writer and I do podcasting. And so like, I made a full circle to like who I was as a kid. Good. I, uh, I don't drink alcohol either. Uh, I was like, great. I, I, I said I was a problem drinker. Yeah, uh, th- that's my polite term. I say I had a bit of a drinking problem, uh, which was well, this like I'm a fun. Uh, we see a lot of artists do this. Um, we see a ball would sometimes do this. So this move is called indirecting, and it's connected with. So it's two things happening here. One, it's connected with um, research and data. Are you detail oriented person? Yeah, to a degree, and then some things I'm like, screw it. So the things that really matter, yes. All right. The other move, and I can't profile you by two moves. We have to have 250 movements of the 12 for me to get your profile. So I'm just yeah. telling the next bit. But this other thing um, also connects with is in my world, it's called identifying. And these are the people that. <laughs> now there's a bird. Oh, they can hear the birds chirping. They can hear the lawnmower going, the fan going. That's so amazing. identifying high identifiers hear it all. They can feel the temperature just got two degrees warmer in here. They can feel it and they will interact with it. So like if two people were fighting and punching their faces in, if you were high in identifying, you would get in the middle of that fight. Leave them alone. You're killing them. Right? Um, There's a fire, high identifiers. Not only notice the fire, they hear a baby crying. They just respond. They would run right in. Moderate fire, which is what I am. Moderates will see the fire or may not see the fire. Right. So we may see it may not. And but and then I can choose. So I'm often seen as self-serving. I'll get involved when I want to. And I go, yeah, exactly. There's less than four four thousand waking hours uh, or, or, or yeah, hours in a year. So why am I? I think I'm saying that right. I might be saying that wrong. So uh, why would I do something I'm not interested in doing? 
I, I very clearly will tell people, thank you for the invitation. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be able to do it. Thank you. And yeah. if I really want to do it, but can't do it, I'll say, listen, please invite me again. Because this is a big yes for me. If I didn't have another obligation, it's a big yes. Right. So please. Again. But if, if I don't say, please invite me again, you, no you, need to. You're dead me. to me. <laughs> you're dead to me. So, and I booked you on the first try. You did. Well, I love Look you. at all these moves. I just, I feel like I want to move because I want to get you 250 of them for you before we get off. <laughs> and accelerate and in advance and a retreat. You're yes. on flight. That just means I'm nuts. Um, so no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super um, animated about, yeah. you know, the, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, but then I very much do the retreat move too. Like, yeah. So yeah, I've seen you do it a lot and I wonder, so this um, advancing and retreating um, connects with people who set goals, measure progress, update plans. They can also sometimes get anxiety and they don't get a lot of sleep because they run scenarios in their head. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? Yeah. I need a plan E D E F G. And uh, I don't know if that's you. Yeah, and it is. I, I'm running on like four hours right now of sleep. So. So, so by the way, you're in good company because Beyonce is in this zone. <laughs> oh well that explains so much me and Beyonce thank you yeah, for making that clear friend spotters if you think about it Meredith these are the people who lean into the future and bring the future to now so this is a part of a world called movement pattern analysis and the Pentagon hires a group of movement pattern analysis profilers to analyze world leaders on how quickly is Putin going to make this decision or Angela Merkel do this decision and it doesn't matter. They could be speaking in a different language. We can get your profile based on movement. Wow. Wow. It's really well, I want to be respectful of your time because we booked an hour. So um, what do you want to make sure that everyone gets before we go? And then I want to talk about your, your online course too. All right. One, kindness. It, it, you know, your power is what you give to others. Be unrelentingly kind. You know, I feel that we're all here to, to, to live a life of service. So look around and see how you can help. Uh, you know, I love this. Someone told me, if you're wondering who could go help that person, make it be you. Uh, that's number one. Your power is what you give to others. Um, right now, this this I'm glad this conversation is at the forefront. I'm sorry what happened to Mr. Floyd and his family. It's devastating to me. Uh, now know there is a door of, if you can read expressions, and there's a lot of training. I have a lot of free stuff on YouTube, a ton of hours and hours on YouTube for free. Just put my name in, Janine Driver. And I, I do a show called Celebrity Lie Detector. C I was going to say, that's so good. Yeah, it's really cool. But I only do it if there's something happening in the week. And then I could do it. It's on a Wednesday night. If I haven't done one in a couple of weeks now. Uh, and you could check out, you know, I do everything from statement analysis, hidden meaning behind words, to body language, to facial expressions, and to movement pattern analysis. So check out some free content. Emotional intelligence is self-awareness, social awareness, self-adaptation, other uh, inspiring and motivating others to change. And ask yourself, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? Mm. You know, if you want to be right when your kid disappears or your husband disappears or your wife disappears or your client disappears while you're talking to them, you can be right and be psycho crazy bitch. And say, you know what? You're being really rude right now. I'm talking to you and I can obviously tell you're not listening. You're right. Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? If you want to be effective, understand that we have this versatility. People are disappearing. They're not doing it on purpose. It's not out of boredom with what you're saying because it's an inherent desire to share and to be in private. We slip there just like the roots of my hair. I don't get mad when the hair starts coming in brown and get all pissy. I'm like, well, time to color the hair. 
So time to reboot. So um, you can control you, have kindness, and uh, you know, say to the person, I think you might be this thing called versatility. And I'm wondering if you just slipped, or even if you don't remember versatility, it seems like you just kind of went into some privacy. Is this a good time? And I'd be like, yeah, 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 sorry. Um, if you think you're a high identifying, you're getting distracted by that. Tell people up front, listen, I, I want your undivided attention just for five minutes. Oh, that's interesting. I've done that before with my husband. Like yeah. when it's really important, I will say I need like five really real minutes of you. Yeah. And then he's like, Phoom, like, it, like he, then he can focus and yeah. I get like all of them there, but otherwise well, he, he's highly. Talk. So it's really five minutes. It's not that five minutes is really a scam to get 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Program people like I'm going to set a timer. I just want five minutes of your undivided attention and for five minutes I'm done. So then they're going to really, really, truly be focused. And if you are versatile like me and, and maybe Meredith, then you want to make sure you, if you um, have a lot of sharing coming up, you're going to be involved in some type of webinar where you're going to have to share. Um, make sure you're not interacting with your kids and having a party an hour before, because now it's likely in the webinar, you're going to start to daydream and disappear and go into your privacy. So bone up on a ton of privacy before mm. you have a big sharing moment coming up. So you want to make sure you are 100% focused in there. So make sure you take your long shower, a long walk, get it, get privacy first so you can focus here. Anytime we slip in a conversation, it's because we've not had enough privacy that day. That part of us has not been filled up. And so now in the moments where it matters the most, we disappear. That is so freaking helpful. That is so helpful. Um, because I noticed with clients in the afternoon, if I've done like a lot of podcasting prior to that, I'll be just dying sitting there trying to communicate. And I'm in it because I, I'm, but I'm like, ooh, it's, it's everything to force it. And some days I'm like, oh, we're having such a great conversation. And, I'm, and it, those are the days I've had, you know, writing time or I've worked out. <sighs> so yeah. good, Janine. So good. Thank you. This was awesome. Um, everyone check out, what is your website? Is it your name? Janine Driver? Driver.com. J-A-N-I-N-E driver.com. My kids in front of the uh, TV down there. I'm hoping they're okay. They're watching uh, Gremlins. So Janine Driver.com. I have a new online program called Seven Levels of Reading and Influencing Human Behavior. It involves every uh, everything we're talking about today. I don't think we talked about the power of words. We'll have to do that next time you have me back. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to have you back. This was so fun. So there's fun. Hidden, yeah, there's hidden meaning behind certain words. And when people say them, you'll be like, oh, like, uh, like left. I left the party at 10 o'clock. It indicates to me there was some type of problem at the party. There was some type of drama instead of I went home at nine o'clock. What'd you do uh, last night? Went to a party. I came home at nine o'clock. I came home is different than I went to a party. I left the party at nine o'clock. Left is drama. I left my husband. I left the job. Left is drama. So that's a topic for another time, but check it out. And I have the seven levels of reading and influencing human behavior. It's eight weeks online. I started group two. It's on sale. It's usually $3,000. It's on sale for $700 on my website. Check it out. And if that's not in your price point because of everything that's happening with the coronavirus, I have a special coupon code for people who write to me and just go to my website, janinedriver.com, get my email. I'll give you a special coupon code because it's more important for me for you to get this information than for me to get your money. So I want you in there. If it's something you're interested in, please send me a message and I can let you in for, you know, the way they say the price of a cup of coffee. Every day. <laughs> All right, thank friend. You, well, Heather. thank you so much. We'll do it again. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you. 
All right, everyone. That was Janine Driver. Awesome. I was so excited about this conversation and she did not disappoint. And don't forget to turn the beef beep off on your microwave. <laughs> if you hate the beep, you, there is a volume button where you can turn the beep off. Like that saved me so much headache and hassle. So one thing I did want to add. So I met Janine through, she talked at one of the online seminars for Handel Group, which Handel Group is, I'm part of my new family. I'm, I'm going to become a coach. I'm in their coach and training program. I love everything the Handel Method stands for. Big fan. It has changed my life. And when I say that, I do not say that lightly. I mean it with everything. And a lot of what Janine talks about is, um, you know, the body language and the connection to our truth and how it lines up, right? And so the Handel Method is all about truth. It is about telling the truth in your life, having personal integrity in yourself. And in order to do that, I've had to come to, to terms with a lot of untruths and the fact that I have a lot of sneaky lying traits and, and all, but we all do like we all have these traits and, and these habits and these ways we lie and excuses we make. And anyway, so check out the handout method go to their website. They have a program online. It's called Inner You. It is a completely self-pacing module, um, online program with modules, audio. Um, you do the work in the, um, the, the website and the platform is fantastic. You're in for life with this podcast, with um, actually contact me anytime if you want a discount code, because this may change. I don't know when you're listening to this, but for now, if you go to enter you and that's you with the letter U I N N E R U letter U dot coach enter you dot coach and enter the code same two, four hours, seven, five. So same 24 hours, seven, five, you will right now get the program for half off. And that's one time for life. So check out interview.coach and, and a lot of everything. So Janine is in the school <laughs> with Handel Method and so am I. And so are a lot of my guests that are going to start coming on the show because this is a revolution. This is a revolutionary way to live your life. It is next level. It is life-changing. And when I had Lauren Zander, the founder of, co-founder of the Handel Group, on my podcast three years ago, she talked to me about this and I was like, there's no way in hell's bells I will ever <laughs> listen to what this woman says. Because part of what she says is you have to tell the truth and you have to quit and you have to come tell about your lies. And people are like, Oh no, no, thank you. And that's exactly how I felt. Well, fast forward three years to me still struggling with body weight, me still like having one foot out the door in my relationship, like all of these things that have been repeating for years um, come to a head. And, and Lauren told me, she was like, the, you're either going to change your life right now and you're going to accept this as an omen and we're going to do some work and we're going to change or karma is going to get you. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what does that mean? But anyway, long story short, through her work, through this truth telling, through examining myself and working on my own personal integrity, which is their trademark term, honestly, um, trademarked personal integrity and learning what that means for myself. And I'm very grateful to the Handel Group. I'm grateful that I come across amazing people like Janine Driver. And I want you all to be a part of it. Truly, truly, truly. I have always said long, long time, 
I'm not interested in having ads on this podcast if I don't believe in the product. I'm not interested in promoting anything that I don't firmly believe in. And I've stayed true to that. I mean, there's been a couple of slip ups over 10 years, you know, maybe in the beginning. Um, but I, I promote Clean Athlete because I believe they're the best nutritional supplements on the market. I've been using them since 2013. They have no gunk, no junk. They're a sponsor. And then I'm working with Handel Group. And these are like the two things like I stand by. Huma gels I've promoted for years. I don't do a lot of endurance sports, but still I stand by these very few <laughs> people, products, and, and companies because I'm not going to tell you about something I don't truly believe in. And so that's my hope. When I tell you, go get inner you and let Handel Group change your life. I want you to hear me because I, I just, you, my track record is I don't tell you about things I don't believe in. So all of that to say, Janine is amazing. Go follow her, janinedriver.com. Check out the Handel Group, enter you coach, use the code, same two, four hours, seven, five and save money. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the same 24 hours. Remember to rate, review and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.